parenting, it's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hey friends, welcome back to Raised Resilient. I'm your host, Dr. Hillary, and I'm so glad you're here. In today's episode, I want to talk about the other side of boundaries. We talk a lot about boundaries. We talk a lot about where to draw that line in the sand. And I usually tell parents, draw that line in the sand wherever you need it to be, and then hold space for the feelings. Your child doesn't have to like your boundaries. And there are some really cut and dried hard lines sometimes. Safety issues, for example. If your child is doing something unsafe, you're going to set a boundary. So in those cases, it's a pretty clear decision. You're going to set a boundary to keep your child safe. But there is a whole lot of gray area between setting boundaries around everything and being a permissive parent. Being a permissive parent where we just let our kids do whatever they want, that is not what our kids need. And there's a lot of criticism around gentle, respectful, conscious parenting where people get it wrong and they think that we're just letting our kids run the show. And that could not be further from the truth. We are holding our boundaries. And sometimes when we hold those boundaries, we hold those lines, our kids are needing to fall apart. We talked a lot about this in the episode a few weeks ago on why I don't like calling kids defiant. Sometimes our kids need our boundaries, our limits to fall apart a little bit, to let some water out of their emotional pitcher. But sometimes our kids actually need us to hear their voice and to let them have some influence over how the family life looks. And so today's episode is going to focus on that gray area, the gray area between you really need to set a boundary and, whoa, you're being permissive. (laughs) There's a whole lot of space in between those two extremes. And so I want to talk about that because while I'm a big fan of draw the line in the sand where you need it to be, and I will always say that because we have to have our own boundaries. We have to care for ourselves or we cannot show up for our kids. And so your boundary might be, I can't let you come into my bedroom right now because I'm having some alone time and I'm going to protect that. Daddy's available to play if you would like. So that might be the boundary. And I am all for you holding that boundary and drawing that line in the sand because you need it to take care of yourself. But there are other times where we can and should let our kids have some influence. And then sometimes the way that we approach these situations, even if we end up ultimately saying, you know what, I hear what you're saying and it can't be that way today. And you're allowed to be disappointed about that. Even if we end up ultimately saying no, we're still hearing our kids. So that's what I want to focus on today. And this is going to be a much more nuanced conversation than the conversation around here's how to set a boundary. If you are hoping to learn here's how to set a boundary, I did a whole episode on boundaries and it is a great listen if you're wondering, okay, what is a boundary? How do I actually set a boundary with my child? But just to review, in that episode, 
I talked about how a boundary in any relationship, really, not just with our kids, is something that we do or are no longer willing to do. So it's something that we have control over and not something we're asking of the other person. I think that's a really important distinction. So in an adult relationship, that might sound like I am no longer willing to spend time with you if you continue to treat me in this way that's really hurtful. So in that case, you're not asking the other person, hey, please stop saying these hurtful things. You might say that to start with, but that's a request and that relies on the other person to be able to do the thing. The other person may or may not be able to do the thing you're asking them to do. And so with our kids, the example I love to use is that your child is jumping on the couch. And what do we often do? We often stand from across the room and say, hey, please stop jumping on the couch. I said, stop jumping on the couch. And then we get frustrated. I said, stop jumping on the couch. Or then your child falls off the couch and bumps their head and you're like, I saw that coming. Well, here's the thing. So often our kids do not have the impulse control to stop jumping on the couch. And sometimes when they're getting that sensory input from a physical activity, jumping, bouncing a ball, whatever it is, they're not able to process what you are actually saying to them, especially when you're across the room. And so the boundary in that situation would require you to go to where your child is to say, I need you to stop jumping on the couch. It seems like that's tricky. So you can either stop on your own or I can help you. And if your child doesn't stop, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to help you stop. And you're going to pick your child up gently and kindly, and you're going to set them down, not on the couch. And then of course, ideally we're providing our kids with an alternative. If you'd like to jump, there's the mini trampoline right there. Or if you'd like to jump, maybe you can put some pillows on the floor in your room. That's a safer alternative. So the boundary is us actually being that physical boundary. I won't let you hit me. I can't let you kick me. I'm going to help you stop jumping on the couch right now. I can't let you run toward the road. That's not safe. I'm going to stop you. That's the boundary, right? So when it comes to other situations that are not safety issues. So often we think we're setting boundaries when actually we're just stating our preference. So here's an example. Let's say that you're asking your child to take a shower instead of a bath because it's quicker and you just really need them to get clean so that they can move through the bedtime routine. And your child is expressing that they would really like to take a bath. If you say, I'm not letting you take a bath, Tonight, we are doing a shower. That's the way that it's going to be. You are stating your preference for how this is going to go down. Your child is stating their preference for how this is going to go down. Now, it is absolutely okay to say, I really get that you want to take a bath tonight and we just don't have the time. I'd love to make a plan with you to take a bath tomorrow night. Maybe we can get some fun toys and you can really take the time to enjoy it. Tonight, we really need to do a shower or tonight we really need to do a quick bath. That's what we do in our house. We either do a play bath or a quick bath. And the quick bath is just let's get clean and move on. So it is 100% okay for your preference to win. However, that's not really you setting a boundary. That is just you asserting your power and control over your child, which is why the way we do things in that moment does matter. So what I mean by that is that there's a couple different ways that could play out if you do decide that, you know what, the shower or the quick bath is necessary tonight. You could either say, well, this is happening my way or the highway because I said so, let's go. Or you can hold space for what your child is saying. 
Yeah, you really, really wanted to take a play bath tonight? I really get that. Play baths are so relaxing. And it's so much fun to sit and play with your toys and just have that time to unwind. I really wish we had that time tonight too. We don't have the time for that. Let's make a plan for tomorrow so that we can fit that in. So you're letting your child have a voice. You're letting your child express what they are wanting in that moment. And that is so important because we don't want to shut that part of our child down. The part that wants, the part that has a preference, the part that needs to express that preference. And then on the flip side, there might be situations where you could let your child have a play bath and you're just choosing not to. So for example, maybe you just really want to be done with the bedtime routine because you just need time to yourself. And that is valid, my friend, if you're feeling that. Been there all the time. But could you let your child have some influence in that moment? Is there a way to fit in a play bath? Is there a way to say, I hear you. You're really wanting to have a play bath tonight. That feels really important to you. I wonder if maybe that's something your body really needs tonight. It's feeling really important to me that we get done with bedtime so that I can have some time to relax because I've had a really long day and I really need to take care of myself. So let's talk and see if maybe there's a way for you to get your play bath and me to also get my needs met. Maybe I can sit just outside the bathroom and read my book while you take your play bath and we can set a timer for 10 minutes so that you get some time to relax. What do you think? So in that moment, in that example, you're giving your child some influence. Your child is telling you this is really important to them and you're considering their viewpoint and you're thinking to yourself, is there a way I can make space for this tonight? Maybe the answer is no. Maybe you know your child is already overtired and showing you that they just really need to get to bed. That is 100% valid. Maybe you are so done that you don't have the capacity to even sit outside the bathroom and read a book. You really just need to be done. Okay, that's okay. In that moment then, you do need to set that boundary and you can make that work and you can still hold space for your child's disappointment around not getting that play bath. But there are plenty of times where we could let our child have that play bath and we are just choosing not to because we had a different idea in our own mind. And rather than creating space to consider both sets of needs, we're kind of plowing through because that's what we were taught to do as children because that's what was done to us. I would imagine for most of us who are parenting young kids right now, we didn't have that voice. We weren't allowed to say, hey, this is what I would really like and have that be considered. We were told because I said so, and it was done. It's really important to shift our mindset here. Are we allowing our kids to express themselves, to have wants and needs, to share those with us? And are we sometimes, not all the time, but are we sometimes considering those wants and needs and changing our position because it makes sense and we can meet both sets of needs? Can that work? This mindset shift is so important. And I know you might be listening to this and going, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me to draw the line in the sand wherever it needs to be. And now you're also telling me to not draw the line in the sand. What gives? And I get you. You might also be feeling like that's not good parenting. What you're talking about right now is just not good parenting. You're supposed to be the one in charge. You are the leader. A hundred percent. You are the leader. But just pay attention to what you're feeling in your body right now, if you are feeling that. Because I guarantee part of what you're feeling is that little part of you 
having a really hard time because you never got to do this. You never got to share your perspective and have that influence your parents or rarely, right? Maybe it was a sometimes thing, but not something that was predominant. And this mindset shift is so, so, so important because if we see this as bad parenting or permissive, then we're not going to be able to effectively give our kids influence and let them express their voice to us. But if we see this as a necessary part of development for our kids to be able to express themselves and to have some influence, then we will be able to do this. Because again, this is a nuanced topic. This is not something that is so cut and dried and there's not necessarily a script. This is a whole lot more about the energy that you're bringing. Are you bringing an energy that says, to quote Circle of Security Parenting, I am bigger, stronger, wiser, and kind. And yes, sometimes I have the wisdom to know things you don't yet. And so sometimes I'm going to draw a hard line and we're going to follow through on that. But also sometimes your voice is going to influence me. This is all about the energy we bring in. It's an art, not a science. And so just starting to shift our mindset to recognizing that, you know what, it is important. It is important for our kids to have a voice, for them to have influence. In any healthy relationship, we want to have influence over the other person. We don't just want to always have one person in a power over dynamic. We don't want our kids to learn that that's how you get love, that you just people please, and that you just shut down the part of yourself that has a different idea, that has wants and needs, and that needs to express that. We don't want our kids to learn that that's how you be in a relationship, right? Toward that end, when we're talking about shifting mindset, I have an amazing free guide, six mindset shifts to ditch the overwhelm and parent in a way that feels good. Y'all, you need this guide because it will help you really set the foundation to make some of these more nuanced mindset shifts like the one I'm talking about today. Because perspective is everything in parenting. The way we see our kids, especially in hard moments, makes the difference between us being reactive and punishing and being triggered and feeling on the back foot and us feeling in control and confident even though things are challenging. So you can get your copy totally free go to raiseresilient.com forward slash mindset. So I think it is so, so important for us to recognize that our kids should have some influence and that we shouldn't just be telling them because I said so. You got to just do what I say. I said it, so you need to do it. That is an old mentality. And for most of us, that's the mentality that we were raised with. And so it is not going to be as simple as just listening to this podcast episode for you to break that way of thinking, for you to shift out of that way of thinking. But it's going to be, hopefully this is maybe the first step in shifting into that way of parenting where you're going to allow your kids some influence. Let's talk about some other examples. So here's one that comes up a lot when your kids are getting dressed for school. You know, we dress our kids until they express an interest in doing it for themselves. And for each child that happens at a different point in time, my eight-year-old is still thrilled if I lay his clothes out for him. And then I have friends with two and three-year-olds who are very opinionated about what they wear and all of it is okay. But for some of us, it can be really hard to give up that control, to let our kids choose what they're going to wear because maybe it doesn't match or maybe it doesn't seem appropriate for the weather. 
And that is a tough one. But when you start to feel yourself wanting to say, no, 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 you got to wear what I laid out because I laid it out. And that's just, that is what it is. When you start to feel yourself going there, ask yourself, why is it because you're worried about what other people will think? Is it because you feel like that's just a parent's job or is it something else? But asking yourself that question, getting curious with yourself, asking yourself, what is it that feels so important to me about laying my kids clothes out and having them wear what I lay out? And ultimately, I would say in this situation, this is one where your child should have some influence if they're expressing that they want to dress themselves. And of course, the other thing that often comes up here is our kids dressing inappropriately for the weather. This is a hard one as a parent to just let your child go to school in shorts and a t-shirt when it's chilly outside to you. So here's what we do. Now, I want to just give you the disclaimer. We live in North Carolina. It's never dangerously cold. I have lived in New England. I know for some of you listening in Canada and New England and other climates where it gets really, really cold, or maybe in climates where it gets super hot, you may feel like, you know what? This is a safety issue, whether or not my child wears their coat. So I hear you. And in that case, you have to set that boundary because it is a safety issue. But here in North Carolina, it's not a safety issue. It's a comfort issue. So here's how we handle that. If I notice that my kids are choosing an outfit that might not be appropriate to the weather that day, I have them go stand on the front porch wearing what they've chosen to wear. And I say, just go stand outside for a minute. You let me know what you think. If your body says that what you're wearing is warm enough or cool enough and you're comfortable in that, then go for it. And then if you feel like you need to add or take off a layer, you can totally do that. And 99% of the time, my kids will adjust and they will wear something they are truly warm enough or cool enough in. We walk to school. So my kids really don't want to be uncomfortable for a mile and a half of walking. And so typically if they're cold, they will come back in and get gloves. They will come back in and get a hat. They will come get a coat. If they are too hot in their really warm coat that they chose to wear on a 70 degree morning, they will take it off. They are trusting their bodies. And in that moment, I am empowering them. I'm saying, Hey, go outside and see what you think. You're the boss of your body. And that always wins. We don't have the power struggles around, oh, you're only choosing to wear a hoodie because I am trusting them to know their bodies. Another example of where we might give kids influence is that we ask them to turn off a screen and they're in the middle of a show. And my kids will pause all the time and say, mommy, there's only six minutes left or there's only three minutes left. Can I finish the show? And unless we are literally walking out the door in that moment, I'm going to say, of course, of course you can finish your show. And then my kids are good about actually turning it off at the end of that show. I know I would be really frustrated if somebody told me I had to stop watching a show with three minutes left. So that's another example of, can I give my kids some influence? Another place you might give your child some influence is you go to Target and they see something that looks really fun and it fits in your budget and They have space for it in their room, and so you buy them a just-because toy. We don't want to set up a culture where our kids only get yummy treats or toys when they've earned them, when they've done something. We want our kids to sometimes get just-because, just-for-fun toys, rewards, whatever. Now, I know sometimes these things might not fit in the budget, and that's okay, so then that's a boundary. Sorry, buddy, I really wish we could. It's not in the budget today. But a few weeks ago, I was at Target with my five-year-old and he saw something he really liked. And I said, you know what? Okay, we can get that. 
It worked with our budget. It wasn't so big that it was going to clutter his room. And he loves it. It's this little stuffed animal. He has named it, carries it everywhere. It's adorable. And it was just this moment where I could allow him some influence and get him a just because toy. And then of course, there are plenty of other times I say, oh, we really can't do that today. And then I hold space for the feelings. So this is not an all the time thing, but when I can, I try to do that for my kids. Here's an example with a toddler. Maybe you're taking a walk and your toddler really wants to explore a stick or a stone or a flower, and you're kind of in a hurry and wanting to get back home. Can you allow your child some influence in that moment? Wow, it seems like you're really excited to look at this stick. Maybe I'll sit down with you and we can look at it for a few minutes together. I know for me, this is something that I really struggled with. In the beginning, when I was a first-time mom, that my toddler at the time would want to just really go slow and explore, and I would be like, let's get home, I gotta make dinner. And I've really worked on leaning in where I can. And of course, that's not gonna be all the time. Sometimes you really do need to just get home and start dinner. But are there moments where you can say, you know what? Yeah, why don't you look at that stick? I'll get down here and look at it with you. And then of course, for our older kids, that influence might look a little bit different. You really want to go to this party. Okay, I hear you. Tell me who's going to be there. What's your plan if you get into a situation that feels unsafe? Go over with your child your hard lines. Drinking and driving, never okay. Make it a safe situation for them to call you anytime they need you. No questions asked. Even have a code word if your child needs to get out of a situation without other people necessarily knowing what's happening. But instead of just saying no to the party, Can you find out a little bit more about what's going on? And if it feels like a safe enough situation, can you let your child have some influence, especially as our kids get older? This is so important. I think especially with our teens, we have a tendency to say, because I said so, that's just how it is. I know it's not fair. Life's not fair. Deal with it. But especially with our teens, we need to be giving them some influence. We need to be modeling a healthy give and take in relationships. And let me just reiterate here that there are going to be times where there's a hard line, where there's a safety issue or a safety concern, and we're going to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't let that happen. And that's okay. That is, of course, our role as parents. And even in those moments, it is also our job as parents to hold space for the feelings. It is also our job as parents to let our kids express why it feels so important feels really important to you to go to that party. And I'm saying, no, I hear you. That must feel really frustrating, especially because you feel like it's going to be a safe situation. But from what you're telling me, I don't feel good about it. And I just can't let you do this. I know that must really, really be annoying. I am here if you want to tell me how you're feeling and you want to talk more about it. So of course, there are going to be times where we come down on the side of no for more than just the safety reason, right? Like sometimes it's because we need to take care of ourselves and we need that time and space and that's okay. But what we want to model for our kids is that you are a person, your voice matters. I am going to listen to what you have to say. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes your wants and needs and your take on things is going to sway me. You're going to have influence over me sometimes. That's how healthy relationships work. So this week, your challenge is to see if there's a place where you maybe thought it was a hard parenting line, but actually it's a place where you can give your child some influence. And then I want to hear how this goes. 
I'm going to be talking about this this week on Instagram. I'm going to be having conversations in my stories. I'm going to be talking about this in posts and reels. And I would love for you to come join the conversation. Let me know how you gave your child some influence and how did it go? What was your child's experience and what was yours? So come join the discussion at Raised Resilient. And until next time, I hope this was helpful and we've got this. I so appreciate you listening and being here. It really means the world to me. And if you are enjoying this podcast, leave a review and share with someone who could use this message. I really and truly believe that this is how we change the world. We spread the word about raising resilient kids, about being cycle breakers. So share this podcast, leave a review, and let's spread the word about raising resilient kids. Until next time, we've got this.